Afzal Guru, convicted for the parliament attack 11 years ago, was hanged at 8 a.m. this morning in Delhi's Tihar jail, bringing formal closure to one of India's most hotly debated cases. Afzal, who was sentenced to death in 2002 by a special court for conspiring with and sheltering the terrorists who attacked parliament, was buried inside the jail premises. Just five days ago, the president had rejected his mercy petition. It was an operation shrouded in secrecy. 8 o'clock sharp this morning, Afzal Guru, convicted for his role in the attack on parliament in 2001, was hanged. Two hours later, the Home Minister announced it. The file came to me from the President of India on 3rd. On 4th, I signed and was sent for further uh, uh, execution to the department. Uh, the department... Uh, took it to, I, I think the procedure was followed and uh, the date was confirmed by the judicial officer on uh, 8th. The time was also confirmed. Afzal was hanged in Delhi's Tihar jail in jail number 3. His body will not be given to his family. It was given a burial inside Tihar. The Home Ministry had recommended the hanging on the 21st of January. Afzal Guru was on death row for over 8 years. But just after the execution, a letter from Afzal Guru's lawyers to the Tihar Jail Director General, written on behalf of his family, claimed they got to know of the hanging only through news channels. A claim that was rubbished by the government. There's a procedure of how the family is informed. The families were informed and all legal recourse that was available to Afzal Guru was passed on. And I think my Home Secretary has already made a statement regarding that the family was in the know. The decision to carry out Afzal Guru's execution was always going to be a difficult and politically sensitive one. But once the government decided to go ahead, the entire political establishment was informed. Since a possible backlash in the Kashmir Valley was the biggest concern, the Jammu and Kashmir government and authorities were taken into conference and the chief minister was informed last night. The sudden decision to execute Afzal Guru may have taken many by surprise. But was the government working to a plan? Just weeks before the budget session of parliament, the government seems to have blunted the opposition attack on the home minister over his Hindu terror remark that could polarize sections of society. The BJP said it was delayed justice delivered after public opinion compelled the government to act and enforce the law. Coming just a year ahead of 2014 elections, Afzal's hanging also counters BJP's oft-used poll campaign that the UPA is soft on terror. Why do you want to politicize such an issue? I, I would request the BJP to not to play politics on this issue. While the Congress and the government may have argued that law has taken its own course, many are asking if the newfound decisiveness, be it in the case of Kasab hanging or Afzal Guru's execution or pushing through economic reforms, is a signal for early elections. With Sunil Prabhu and Sandeep Phukan, Vijay Kumar for NDTV. And perhaps the biggest political fallout of Afzal Guru's hanging was expected in the Kashmir Valley, where curfew has been imposed indefinitely in 10 districts. In some parts of the valley, cable and internet services have also been cut off with extraordinary security measures in place. So far, though, the valley has been calm, except for some sporadic protests.
as the country woke up to the news that Afzal Guru was being executed. Here in the Kashmir Valley, the security barricades came up quickly before daybreak. Curfew was imposed across the valley. The internet was slow or down in many parts and cable television off the air. By the end of the day, there had been reports of protests in many parts and clashes, with police saying that 36, including 23 policemen, were injured. By Kashmir standards, it had been a relatively peaceful day, but no one is breathing easy just yet. The chief minister, who has publicly expressed concern in the past about the fallout of Afzal's execution, distanced his government from the hanging, saying the state had not signed the death warrant and appealed for calm. But the opposition PDP said the ruling national conference can't escape responsibility since they're a part of the UPA. I have uh, instructed and ordered uh, the security forces to deal with the situation with the maximum restraint possible. There was a need for the government to take into consideration the overall political impact of this execution, which is why the option of mercy has been provided under our constitution. The PDP had, keeping this in view, made an appeal to the President of India in 2011 to grant clemency to Afzal Guru and convert his death sentence into life imprisonment. Now that Delhi has taken the decision on Afzal Guru's execution, the focus has now shifted to its impact on the ground in Kashmir, with both the state government and the opposition expressing serious misgivings over the aftermath of the execution. The challenge will be to contain the situation in a place where collective conscience of the people has been wounded during the over last two decades of turbulence. With Nazir Masoodi in Kashmir, Rohit Deb for NDTV. Well, it's time to rewind to 13 years ago. Just what exactly was Afzal Guru's role? According to police accounts and the prosecution's case, Afzal helped with logistics and support in the 13th December 2001 parliament attack. When he was arrested, he was carrying 10 lakh rupees allegedly paid to him by the terrorists. Afzal Guru was convicted of conspiring with and sheltering the four terrorists who attacked parliament on the 13th of December 2001. The police claimed Afzal confessed to procuring and assembling the explosives used in the attack and even led the police to his hideout where the explosives were stored. The prosecution's case said Afzal helped to procure the white ambassador car with a parliament sticker that was used in the attack and that Afzal bought a second-hand motorcycle for 20,000 rupees used to recce parliament before the attack. The call records of mobile phones found on the dead bodies of the terrorists showed a call made to Afzal's phone minutes before the attack. Days after the attack, Afzal was arrested in Srinagar with a laptop and 10 lakh rupees given to him by the terrorists. All these years on, it's a case that continues to evoke extremely polarized responses. From those who question why today the execution was shrouded in such secrecy, to those who say justice even delayed is not justice denied. It was a regular Saturday for Negi family until they saw the morning news. Afzal Guru hanged and buried in Tihar jail. Justice finally delivered to Kalpana Devi who lost her husband, Matwar Singh Devi, part of Parliament security staff on December 13, 2001. <laughs> We got a lot of 
Nearly seven years after they gave back the gallantry medals protesting against the delay in hanging Afzal, the families of the victims have decided to finally accept these tokens of honour. But as the families welcomed the news, a group of Kashmiri students, along with People's Union for Democratic Rights, protested against it at Jantar Mantar. The protests, which began peacefully, got ugly when Bajrangal activists tried to break them up. So I think many unanswered questions about the parliament attack today have been hanged, have been buried. One cannot uh, say justice is done if it is done on the basis of certain ideological compulsions. There was no news about the mercy petition having been disposed of. The wife is not informed that her mercy petition is rejected. And in the dead of the night you execute the man. But politicians cutting across party lines hailed it as a strong message against terror. Though some continued to question the delay. The capital punishment awarded to Afzal Guru today is a part of legal and judicial process which ought to have taken place much earlier. The law has its own course in a democracy and I think that course has been fully and properly done. It was in 2005, four years after the parliament attack, that the apex court confirmed Afzal Guru's death sentence. It took another seven years and three precedents later to dispose of his mercy plea. Now, while the family say there is finally a closure, many are questioning if this, along with Kasab's hanging, are political decisions taken, keeping 2014 in mind. In New Delhi, with cameraperson Omesh, Sonal Mehrotra, NDTV. Well, the focus now quite clearly shifts to Kashmir. Afzal Guru's family has said it wants his body back so they can give him a proper burial. Mehmo Beg, we have the family of Afzal Guru now saying that bring the body back to, to Jammu and Kashmir. Is that something in this, uh, in this context that the state could actually afford? Because if there is a janaza, there could be a street protests. There's curfew in 10 districts of the Kashmir Valley today. So where do you come in on this debate? No, Barka, there is a human angle to the entire thing, which we can't forget and we, we can't ignore. As you said and said rightly, a small spark can, uh, uh, can put entire Kashmir on fire. I would uh, just briefly make two points. Dilip Padgaonkar was uh, the interlocutor, nominated by Government of India. They gave recommendation. They, they did a very good job. After all, it has a political, uh, it is political nature, whether we yeah. like it or not. Yeah. What happened to those recommendations? Did he ask Government of India what happened to those recommendations? What happened to Prime Minister nominated working groups? They gave recommendations. They are not separate. But Okay, I'll get, I'll, get, I'll get everybody to react to that. Raju, quickly, then I'll get back to Ravi and Mehruka. briefly come in yeah. only on this aspect of yes. family being informed, yes. last desire, etc. Now, these are all humanitarian gestures mm. which should normally be made. But there's nothing inflexible about these rules. Yeah. The state has to take a practical view. And therefore, if the state feels, and this includes handing over the body, if there are practical problems which are envisaged, then I don't think any of these things can be applied in a situation like this. Is the Afzal Guru case then a prime example of a case where actual legal issues have gotten far too entrenched? in politics. Well, this was uh, the subject of a hot debate on our program. The buck stops here. Can legal issues 
be separated from political issues. And because, uh, because I will also ask Renuka Chaudhary that, for example, in the case of, uh, of the Rajiv Gandhi assassination case, you had the affected family themselves, namely Sonia Gandhi, saying that one of those convicted, Nalini, should, uh, should have a death sentence commuted to life. Not and that happened. Now, that could also be called a form Arka, of politics. Now, when you mix politics with law, this is the consequence. I'm telling you as a law enforcer, wherever I applied the law equally and fairly, I had no problems. But the moment you start applying law selectively, then you do not know where to stop. The moment, the delay in this legal issue has caused, is, is having serious political implications. Ravi Shankar Prasad, can legal, I'm coming back to you Mr. Bey, can a legal issue ever be treated uh, by any state, by any government in a apolitical way? And I ask you this because your government had to take a very tough decision, very tough decision when Farooq Abdullah was Chief Minister of releasing hardcore uh, terrorists, Molana Masood Azhar, in exchange for the freedom of those hostages on IC 814. And I don't even criticize you for it. I'm saying these are complex choices. Now, if choices are complex, can a legal decision ever be only legal? Or will politics invariably get mixed uh, let, up? Let me, let, let me explain to you very clearly. We were absolutely against it. But journalists, the relations and everyone forced, there is all party consensus to save those 200 plus innocent Indians in far away Kandhar. We had to take this bitter pill because choice was only very clear. Either you get killed by cancer or take chemotherapy and lose your hair and skin. Yeah. That was the situation. That you cannot compare in here case, where there is a case of attack on India. The attack on parliament was an attack on India. Identity, sovereignty and integrity. That is one aspect. And yes, when we have to have a fight against terrorism, zero tolerance against terrorism, you have to take hard choices. It has consequences. But a state will have to be strong enough to take that call where the government, I'm sorry to say, made the delay. The point being made here is different standards for Jammu and Kashmir, different standards in Punjab, different standards in Tamil Nadu. You're in alliance with the Akalis in Punjab, whether it's the Rajwana case or the Bhullar case, where former President Pratipa Patil actually also rejected a mercy petition. There you have the Akalis actually saying he should not hang. How do you counter uh, Mehbu Beg of the National Conference's argument that you are willing to invest more faith in Punjab in, in, in politicians wanting something different from a Supreme Court verdict than in Jammu and Kashmir? Well, Mr. Beg is a very senior politician. So I have my regard for him. I understand his concerns. My, but my response to him are the following. The people of Jammu and Kashmir have suffered very heavily because of terrorism. Many innocent Kashmiris have been killed brutally. Many punches, sarpanches have been killed from terrorists across the border because they have shown the courage to fight against terrorism. I know Mr. Beg has also to take a very bold stand in spite of so much of campaign against him from terrorists and their patrons. That's the first point I would like to make. There was Kashmir of 1984, it's not the Kashmir of 2013. The second issue of Punjab is concerned or of Jam Tamil Nadu is concerned, Barkham, our view is very clear and categorical. There should be no discrimination. The same stand we have taken in the case of Bhullar or Rizwana. If SGPC chose to move, we flagged our concern. Mm. But if a slemency application has been moved, we want the government of India to take a decision very clearly and categorically. On the issue of Bhullar, if I recall, I came on your program in the past and we said that he is accused of, uh, found guilty of killing nine persons. Mm. He should be, the law must be allowed to take it. So you disagree court. with your allies on this? Mr. Prasad, you disagree with your allies? Yes. Yes, my point is very clear, but the BJP stand, I wish to make it very clear, no discrimination 
as far as these sensitive issues are concerned yes any accused rajwan or others have got the right to move application for clemency they have moved we would like the government of india to take a decision only one clarification uh, yes. that is very important to be made bartha uh, from law and fact both in case of afzal guru supreme court decision is of august 2005 review rejected in uh, uh, january 2007 therefore only after one year they came to power all the groundwork we had done earlier mm. high court and lower court decision now you take close to 8 years you are a government in delhi have a government in government of india and the president does not take a decision on his own upon the recommendation of the government of india that the president takes the decision okay therefore this fact you just cannot ignore that's indeed very important Renuka Chaudhary before I go to uh, uh, Raju Ramachandran on the delays and how that actually complicates uh, the discourse uh, to to your party in Tamil Nadu which is actually part of the unanimous resolution in the Tamil Nadu assembly uh, that, that that the three uh, people again uh, convicted in the Rajiv Gandhi assassination case two of whom are Sri Lankan and Mahbubek points out your own party is, is is compliant with this in Tamil Nadu so you want mercy for Rajiv Gandhi's killers as mehboobeg asks uh, uh, but not for uh, uh, afzal guru barka i you have to understand this is not a black and white issue we can't oversimplify complexities like this but that's what mr beg is and saying everyone in the uh, allies uh, in our different state governments yeah uh, they uh, they have their compulsions and their limitations by which they posture now being the center and being a national party like us we have to be uh, exercise our jurisprudence and we have to comply with the law it, it we, we don't have a wish list whereby we can selectively indulge or condemn So you're saying your state units are free to do so what they want to, but the national party has a different position. The state units have a different position. No, we are not saying they're free to do. We are not saying no. I'm sorry. Let us be very clear about this. They are not free or any such thing. We are saying we appreciate their compulsions and their limitations. It is for them to examine their conscience and see what they think is right. But yes, if they want to politically posture, there's little we can do something about.